What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Multiverse Monologues, a podcast where we like to travel across the multiverse and phantoms that we love and give our thoughts, opinions, and monologues on what we like or don't like. I'm Ethan Wetzloff, and today we'll be traveling to the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, to talk about Moon Knight Episode 3, The Friendly Type. But I'm not here to do it alone. Joining me today is local Nintendo enthusiast Micah Hat. How are you doing, Micah? Uh, I'm doing great. Um, great episode this week. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was. I agree. But also joining me for the very first time, first time guest, Parker Duncan, local Lord of the Rings enthusiast. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great. Um, I'm, I was really excited to watch this episode and, you know, a lot of good stuff in there. Yeah, so just like that, let's hit the hyperdrive, get in our DeLorean, and open our cross-dimensional portal, because we're going to the MCU. I can't tell the difference between my waking life and dreams. Can I tell you a secret? mind is a pendulum swinging between realities. Your identities are not something to be feared, but something to be welcomed. This is the best, worst day of my life. Alright, before we get into this, make sure you're subscribed on YouTube, where this podcast goes up every week, if you want to see our beautiful faces. But if you want early access to these, make sure you... Uh, check us out on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, where this stuff goes up. And if you listen on there, make sure you give us a five-star review. But yeah, let's get into this. And I'll ask Parker first, because he hasn't been here for the rest of these. How have you enjoyed these first three episodes of Moon Knight so far? I have really enjoyed them. Uh, I like seeing the interactions between uh, Stephen and Mark. I like the whole interaction with Stephen kind of figuring out what's happening and... Uh, the whole Khonshu thing, uh, as well as like uh, Arthur Harrow and everything he's been doing. Very interesting. Yeah, I agree. that The whole show has been very interesting, and all the characters, I think, are, are really stellar. Micah, thoughts on episode three? Well, uh, what can I say? I was completely right about, uh, <laughs> <laughs> about uh, Mark Spector and um, Stephen... And uh, this third personality that it teased in this episode. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, uh, we'll talk more about that yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm excited to talk about that guy, whoever he might be. So, yeah. What about you, Ethan? What do you think? Oh, I thought this episode was awesome. And I'm not I'm not really comparing the episodes anymore. I'm not comparing this episode one or episode two. I just think the whole story as a whole is progressing so well. Definitely the best doing... episode so far, though. You I think like this so? One. Yeah. 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 yeah I'm, I'm not I think it's just that. keep getting better and better. Yeah. I think the whole story's been really good. I so, think these episodes might actually get better on a rewatch, too. Yeah. Because if... Um, I guess we can just dive into the first aspect of the episode, which is um, Mark thinks that Stephen is taking over the body, mm -hmm. and Stephen knows that he isn't. Yes. So do we want to talk about that? What do, you, what do you know about that, Ethan? Yeah, so opening scene is... We'll, we'll talk about Layla and her passport first. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's talk so about that. all that, that stuff order. going on. So you have any comments or anything about that scene? Um, do we know who that lady was in relation to Layla? That was her it, mom. Okay. That was her mom. So actually in the, I think on the IMDb credits, they have her just as, uh, it's not generic lady, it's just some, I think just passport person. Female photo patron. Yes. Nina Mahiri. Has she been in anything before? No, she's not been in anything else. So this is like her only thing. 
ever. Hmm. So, yeah. I don't think she's going to have... Uh, what do you guys think? Do you think she's going to have a bigger role later in the show? Or maybe a second season? She might come up, but I don't think she'll have a big role. Why do, my guess. Why do you think she was in at all to begin with? I think she did provide a good... Uh, just. Uh, Deeper dive into Layla's character, giving us some backstory on her. We got to learn about her father, mm-hmm. that he died when she was, I don't know if she was very young, but he ended mm-hmm. up dying. And then later we do get a tease that, that Mark does know something about that. So maybe it was all just set up for that. And we also see her getting a fake passport, mm-hmm. which also mm-hmm. begs the question, is she who she says she is? And can we trust that passport we saw Mark with last week? Oh, yeah, I didn't think about that at all if... If uh, Layla isn't who she says she is either, um, I, I didn't make that connection. But um, I, I find it weird that they would include this character of Layla's mom. And moms have been uh, a topic of discussion over Stephen's mom, cause, mm-hmm. or Mark's mom, whoever the original owner of the body is. We think it's Mark. Do you yeah. guys think it's Mark? No, yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. Okay. Most, I just thought the password thing was interesting to note. Yeah. I, mean, I still think Mark's the holder of the body. But. Okay. I just thought it was interesting. But yeah. Yeah, I, I find it weird that, that they have a another mom in addition to Mark's mm-hmm. mom that they don't seem to want to develop on. We'll see if she comes up in a different episode, but according to IMDb, she's only in one. Maybe a second season, maybe a uh-huh. different show. I don't know if she's important enough to go back to. But uh, as a MacGuffin for plot exposition, she does her job. So Yeah, she does. And with that, we'll go into the next scene where we see... Mark hunting some servants of Ahmed. You know, he's jumping from roof to roof. Mm-hmm. And they're mm-hmm. very, uh, not uh, maybe campy in a way, you know, licking licking knives and f- tossing them in the air. Reminded me a lot of Indiana Jones. Yes, the whole whole episode had Indiana Jones vibes. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, and then that's when we get the famous scene you mentioned where mm-hmm. Mark, we get the so same vibes as episode one. We get the the body switching. Yeah, it's like the reversal of episode one. So episode one, uh, if you guys don't remember, it was two weeks ago. Uh, <laughs> we uh, saw a lot of Stephen ha- being the holder of the body, and then he would be. Yeah, um, we would see the really cool effect where it go, and then mm-hmm. it jump cut, and he'd be holding a knife and be bloody all over, or he'd have a gun, or he'd be driving the van, or. Something just crazy was happening, or he had the bloody hand with the with the thing on it, the the, the compass, scarab, the scarab, yeah. yeah. So, um, and yeah. we assumed that to be Mark in the first episode, but this one, this episode, switches things up. Yes. What do you think about it, Parker? I think in the first episode, it's not actually switching to Mark in yeah. there because I mean, when we see Mark fighting those, I'll call them thugs, um, he's not reducing them to a bloody mess like we saw in mm-hmm. the first. Yeah, episode. yeah. So I, I think Steven was switching to this third personality, but we just assumed it was Mark. And that's what I think rewatchability will make all the difference here because yes. yeah. may, I wonder if they'll have a, a scene where we don't know which one it is at all, even by the end of the show. And by watching it, that'll be a mystery. I don't know if they'll do that with any of the transformations. Like, oh, I wouldn't see Steven murdering this guy brutally, but it definitely wasn't the third one. And it could have been Mark, but Mark doesn't murder brutally either. We'll, we'll see. We'll see if they do something cool like that. Yeah, but. so uh, to reference the Jeff Lemire run, at the end of that, or actually throughout the whole run, is it has these jump cuts in it too, and it's actually the artwork is done really awesome. But there's cuts 
and uh, I think it's Mark, he'll wake up in an insane asylum. Mm. And you get that throughout the whole show, and you're questioning, is any of this real? And I did see in the trailer, we haven't seen this yet on the show, there is a scene of Mark in an insane asylum. Yeah, oh. I, I did see that. Yeah, so I'm mm-hmm. thinking we will get that in that show. And for those of you guys who don't know, the third personality in the comics is called Jake Lockley, mm-hmm. and he is a cab driver who's very street smart. So okay, and so I, I wonder if that was a reference when he was in the cab. Yeah, yeah and I okay. thought that was really they were really teasing us there. Mm. So you think this is Jake Lockley, or do you think it's a different personality that they're making up? Is he like that in the comics? Uh, I'm not sure if he's that violent in the comics, mm. but he's definitely definitely seemed to be a little unhinged. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks like he's gonna be that that. Merc extreme. So we had the relational extreme with Steven. Uh, I was talking about that last episode where um, uh, my, my theory is that Mark, through his schizophrenia, whatever you want to call it, multiple personality disorder, um, because he wanted to separate himself from uh, Layla in order to protect her from Kanchu, he made this separate personality in his brain that is Steven. So it focuses entirely on that relationship. And now this one, I'm really hoping that they do the, the complete opposite. And he that other half that he's separated from, that Merc side, is completely... Is it Jake Langley? Jake Lockley. Jake Lockley. Yeah. Jake Lockley. So he's going to be that murderous, bloody... Um, well, I think we're going to see some pretty cool fight okay. scenes. Yeah, so you're saying Stephen is emotional, caring, loving yeah. version so of Yeah, so we Mark. got this, this timeline where then we got you this... Got Jake being the uh, gruesome bloodbath. Street smarts, book smarts, too. So Uh it goes that whole, and then uh, Mark is center of the road there. Yeah, so so this episode marks the halfway through this series. How are you guys thinking it's done so far compared to the other Disney Plus series? Like the series? Yeah, so the series as a whole, we're halfway through. How do you feel as plot progression and pacing? So I think it's done a really good job at keeping me interested every step of the way. Like, um, I think of WandaVision and Falcon and the War Soldier. I wasn't, I didn't have, like, the same feeling after every single episode being like, oh, what's going to happen next? Mm-hmm. Um, Loki, I think I did. But a little not... bit with WandaVision. I can, yeah, I can right. see those, those episodes. But WandaVision did have, they had nine episodes to tell their oh, story. Oh, yeah, they had a so lot had more episodes. Yeah, they had longer time to do it. But, yeah. Like we said, these Disney Plus series are six episodes. That is such a, a short amount of yeah. time. That's shorter As, than like a pilot season for a for a show. I think I mean, uh, Punisher was what eight episodes. Stranger yeah. Things is eight episodes. Things like that. So I mean, comparatively, The Walking Dead's first season was six episodes. Mm. So th- I thought they did a good job there. But it's truly not story wise. You can't tell as much or do as much. Yeah. So how how are you feeling about this season so far? Uh, well, I think um, as for consistency wise. It's way higher quality than the rest of the show so oh, far with I, choreography and yeah. with um, animations like the CGI and the, the writing I thought was has been really good so far. It keeps mm. you engaged. It keeps you wondering what's next. The, um, the sets, the set pieces, like we, we got to see the inside of the pyramids yeah. this episode. That was a cool scene. Pyramid of Giza. You had Pyramid that scene Giza. where... Uh, where Mark or uh, Mark was walking through and he saw Stephen's reflection on the wall and Stephen was mm. just in awe that he was in the pyramid again. Yeah, I yeah, that was really great. And uh, it it sets itself apart from the rest of the MCU. It's not just another like Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It was all right, but it was just 
another Captain America thing. Yep. I thought yeah. it no, wasn't. It didn't bring any new elements to. Yeah, like you the didn't show. have to watch it. That's what I didn't like about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I, I feel like I didn't learn very I, much. I think it will become relevant. It, yeah, going forward, mm-hmm. especially with they're they're having a new, another Captain America movie, right? They yeah. have another season too. I think. Yeah, isn't there another Falcon? Yeah. Winter I know Soldier that Captain America Four has been confirmed. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's getting a second season. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure on that. Yeah. I know it's been confirmed, but like, there's nothing about it yet. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they have nothing with the uh, the new movie. So yeah, halfway through the series, how are we feeling about Mark and Steven's characters? I really like it. I I I mean, one of my favorite things about uh, the Lord of the Rings movies were watching Smeagol and Gollum yes. interact with yes. each other. I'm really getting that vibe, especially with like the whole reflection thing too. Yeah, it's got me looking for anything shiny on the screen. <laughs> Like when they were sitting on the boat, and you see Steve or Mark's. I keep one. I'm not sure which one. All right, so it was Mark at that point. Yep. Well, yeah, yeah, Mark, and he had that big old watch with the huge glass face on it. I hope that they use that at some point. So he's always got that reflection on him. Yeah. Um, I was thinking, oh, when when's he gonna turn? When's when's Stephen gonna want to take over? And I like how they finally give that to us at the end of the episode. Where yes, yes, where and they're working on. I that. think we should just highlight Oscar Isaac's performance. Oh, oh fantastic! That, that scene, that one take where he switches from Mark to uh, Stephen. Oh yeah, it was just, it was just so good. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I was I'm so impressed with. And him. then a close second for this episode for Oscar Isaac's performance is when he's taken over by Conchu. Yes, I yes. don't know how you get that strain in your oh, neck man. like that. Holy cow. <laughs> I like the difference between when he's being taken over versus when everyone else is being taken over. They're just acting normal. Like, Kanju, what do you have to? What, what's your accusation here? And then he starts talking. He's like, he's a liar. <laughs> <laughs> he's like crying. <laughs> yeah, the the other avatars, they're they're really tame. And yeah, they're really well together. With that, do we want to hop into that trial scene? And yeah, talk yeah, let's about do it. Those other avatars. So you know. Mark first gets there, and he interacts with, I think, Heather is her name, the, the goddess of music and love. Mm-hmm. Then we meet Horus, uh, Iris, or Isis, He's, or Isis. It was like Isis, <laughs> I think or something. It wasn't Isis. Because yeah. I remember learning about Isis in, like, seventh grade, <laughs> and we always made fun of it because I was like, when Isis was big. <laughs> but, yeah. So, Tefna, Horus. No. Osiris. Osiris. Yeah, there we go. See, that's why we got Parker on tonight. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> and yeah, then Parker's the mythology guy. Then of so. course Amit. So with those and counting Kanchu, mm-hmm. with those we have seven gods. Mm-hmm. And I Ied. yes, and I keep thinking back to what Mark or Stephen said in the museum in episode one. He's talking to that museum curator. Oh yeah, I forgot they already they already touched on them. Yeah, and he goes, actually, there's nine of them. So I'm no, wondering. He he said there was seven, but there's only five that were on the banner. I think. Yeah, there's yeah. seven. Okay, mm. I thought he said nine. So how many so were listed here? I'm wrong there. Seven were listed. Seven. Here. Okay. So, so then I guess we can all remember which ones he said were missing from the banner. Oh, I'm not yeah. sure. That'd be something good to to look up. Let me look it up now. <laughs> <laughs> you can, but yeah, with that will happen to Kanchu. How do you think Kanchu did this episode as a character? I really like Kanchu. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, his character is just so fun on screen. Just watching his like his childlike manner interacting yeah. with Mark and Steven and Layla, or I'm, I mean, not really with Layla, but reacting to the things that she's doing yeah. and everyone else. I like how he's humorous, but also like very cold. Like I think of when uh, Mark took the kid to the edge of the cliff, 
Yes. I was like, oh, well, I, I thought he would talk. <laughs> He's like, kill him. Kill him. And we actually got we got some feedback from uh, from Nick Widener. Shout out to you. He he was talking about how he's he's not not a fan of the the Conchu voiceover. Really, in show. not a yeah. fan of uh, what's his name uh, F Murray Abraham. Yeah, but I'm I'm really I think he really fits it. The role. Can we talk about uh, speak stand on Conchu? The CGI with Conchu, man, it yeah. looks practical mm-hmm. almost. They yeah. did an amazing and job with it. The lighting is fantastic with that guy uh, yeah like in the dark you can't really see how good he looks but you had that scene on the cliff yeah. in mm-hmm. the sunlight i was staring at that and just amazed at how good he looked in that scene yeah it was really impressive i like the whole way they depict him too with like the floating bird skull like on his shoulders i know then they uh, they called him something in this episode it was like pigeon uh, or dove or bird beak i think bird beak yeah <laughs> I love the relationship he has with all the other gods mm-hmm. and how he's just the scum of all yeah. of them. The other guys are like, oh, Conchu's back up to whatever His shenanigans. He's doing. Yeah. It, it's weird, though. So we have seven of these Egyptian gods, right? We have Conchu, we've got the one that does the music, and we got that leader dude. Mm-hmm. And then we have, what, four others that aren't very. Three others. Or four. Yeah, four, Three, four yeah. others yeah. that don't have any real defining traits yet. I hope that they kind of touch back on these guys and show more of their powers. And there was that assistant to the lead guy, but I don't remember anybody. Yeah, I don't know really which one was which. Their names. But yeah, a lot of people are saying that this whole phase of MCU based on like Eternals, we learned more about Celestials and all that stuff. And then this show, we're learning about these Egyptian guys. People are saying, theorizing it's all set up for Thor, Love and Thunder where we meet Gore, the God Butcher. Mm. So do you guys think this will tie into that in any way? I think it very well might. Uh, though I would say these seem like actual gods, whereas uh, like Thor and the rest of the Norse mythology in here, like you said last week, they're 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 like a species. Yeah, not like a yeah. yeah. Power, yeah they confirm that they're actually species. The exer- the Asgardians are not mm-hmm. gods, uh, as depicted in what is it Greek? Mm-hmm. Or, um, <laughs> break your pen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as depicted in North myth- mythology. The Asgardians are not all gods. Um, they are just a species. So, um, I don't know. Wait, does that mean that Thor and Loki and Odin, they're all not gods now? Like, not, I know that the Asgardians um, used to be considered gods. I'd still, but, like, by Marvel definition, I'd still count them as gods. And I okay. still yeah. see Thor, Gore, the god butcher, being able to hunt them. But now. they're still not the same level. They're not still not, yeah, it's not the same level of gods as we're seeing in these Egyptian mm-hmm. gods. Like, for example, we'll have to the big scene with Kanchu and uh, Stephen at the end. Oh, yeah. Where they move, what, the constellation of stars? Yeah, yeah. Back that was really 2,000 cool. years, is that right? Yeah, what did you guys yeah. think of that animation? I loved it. Mm-hmm. That was really cool. It, was, it felt like I was in the Museum of Science and Industry looking yeah. up at the dome <laughs> <of> star <laughs> observatory. Yeah. yeah. I was like, wow. But Yeah, it was really trippy how the, the uh, it was like, streaks of stars across the sky because yeah it must have been thousands of years traveling across so. yeah there, there's theories on what Kanchu actually did there because he is uh, blipped out by the rest of the gods and made into that uh, that statue mm-hmm. by the end of the episode mm-hmm. but did uh Kanchu make the universe travel back two thousand years how what what did Kanchu do are the infinity stones back into play is oh yeah was Thanos like, back? was did, it a full time travel or was it an Earth movement? That's what I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah, 
Uh, do, did, does he just have the ability to control the sky and remake what it was that I night? That's what I'm thinking. I would say probably just the sky. Yeah, that's um, that's what I'm thinking too. Because he said that he that was would go turn, with Egyptian mythology too. Yeah, because he said he was going to turn back the night sky. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah, with with Egyptian mythology, um, there was, I remember just from what I remember in seventh grade, uh, the even the sun was just a dude on a chariot on a flaming chariot going around the earth. That's Greek mythology, actually. Also, uh, I'm pretty sure that was also I, Egyptian. I don't think in, in Egypt they had a chariot. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I could be wrong. I also have not studied Egyptian mythology since right. seventh grade. I don't know. If I did, I don't remember studying this. Yeah. So. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's what I remember. Um, but yeah, I'll... All I remember is that they like viewed the things as from on Earth. So mm. I'm guessing this is kind of going along with that. So yeah, where where it's just the view from Earth. It's not actually yeah. the stars moving. It's just how they're perceived. Yes, I I agree with that because I just wanted to shout that much th- like the Reality Stone. Yes, mm-hmm. I just wanted to shout that theory out because my boy MT at New Rock Stars he was very excited about that, <laughs> but I don't I don't think it's as complex as time travel i think he just he realigned the stars he also had to like hold it there while layla was scanning so Mm -hmm. i'm assuming i think the record will start spinning again yeah yeah what you said okay you guys think it'll have bigger implications on the greater mcu with that because that was that was seen around the world i'm hoping i'm hoping we get a scene of everyone else looking at that yeah. But you also hope that with every other massive mm-hmm. event that happens yeah. in the, the Marvel movies. Like the celestial not... head in Eternals. Yes. Like, how does nobody know about yeah. that? Celestial MCU's, literally popping yeah. out of Earth. Not the best at showing how they respond to world crises. <laughs> there were a couple good ones. Um, like the the one from... It's blanking on me. Where the the... UN is blown up and the Wakanda oh, president. Uh, Civil War. Yep. Civil War. Yep, that one is blown up and then, uh, yeah, there's there's a couple that are seen mm-hmm. time and time again if still, the directors choose to put it in their movies. Blown up within that story though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this one is way larger than anyone else's. Yeah. So, so yeah, I'm really hoping to see that. But with that, we're talking about we were talking about Eternals a little bit and the Celestials. Uh, something about this episode really reminded me of the Eternals mm-hmm. when. Uh, Kanchu was talking to the other Egyptian gods, or Mark specifically was talking to the other Egyptian gods. They were talking about why they hate Kanchu, because he uh, picks these avatars who uh, enforce violence and rage. Mm. And the other gods decided to step back, not have their hand in world affairs anymore. That really reminded me of the Eternals, because that was the Eternals' job, you know, yeah, step back, like... don't do nothing. So how do we feel about the these gods just not helping humanity anymore? Uh, well, I, I, they, they can choose to do whatever they want, I guess. I mean, yeah. they're the gods of that of that Egyptian thing. I think so. it would be pretty cool to see all the avatars of the different gods all team up to fight Arthur Harrow as The Egyptian Amit's, Avengers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, like, if Arthur Harrow ends up uh, freeing Amit, like, that'd be cool to see them all team up as avatars against... Mm-hmm. Arthur Harrow and Amit. Yeah, if he wait, if he resurrects Amit, we don't know what Amit is capable of. Yeah. So, uh, what do you guys think about that? To go back to that trial scene, what do you guys think about the uh, how Arthur? Uh, you know, he was brought in. 
and he straight up lied yep. to the council and, in fact, turned it from himself onto Mark. Yes, he does a really good job. And just, just shout out to Ethan Hawke for just the way he's playing Arthur right now. Oh, yeah, it he's is doing just, great. It's so fun to watch just the dynamic between Mark and Arthur. And, yeah, I mean, that, he really does just flip the whole trial around. I, and yeah, it really, I, yeah, go ahead. I thought it was cool how you could tell that he knew exactly what to say mm-hmm. to get the other gods to go on the Kanchu. Yeah, he was like, uh, no, and actually, this guy's stupid, and he's mentally disabled, so... <laughs> yeah, and they're really, it really does just make Kanchu look so bad, and I think that's what the show is trying to do, is Kanchu's not the best guy, he's kind of a jerk, mm-hmm. and they're doing a really great job at depicting that, and just showing us how he did take advantage of this guy with uh, multiple personality mm-hmm. disorder, DID, you know, it's so, that's messed up. Yeah. But we also have to um, be on his side because he is trying to save everyone from Amit and the destruction mm-hmm. that Amit's going to be causing here that we assume is going to be causing. Um, but, yeah, I, I really like how they're, how Marvel in this phase is pushing towards that representation that is less focused on, okay, here's a token, here's a token guy, you know, like a token black guy or a token woman who's you know black widow she's just there for looks and is cool at fighting they're like actually integral to the plot and they further the plot and and this one we see now and with eternals like everyone was different everyone all of the eternals were completely different from background and race and uh there was even the the deaf one uh mercari mute mercari i forgot which one like the app lauren ridloff (laughs) yeah and that was awesome and uh now we're gonna see and now we have mark who is representing, uh, you know, this, someone with a very severe mental disorder. Yeah. And I think that's really cool how they're, they're showing that it's not just the straight white male rich playboy pl- philanthropist or um, young startup from, where's Captain America from? The Bronx? Brooklyn. 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 The, <laughs> from Brooklyn, who can get superpowers and have a story. So yeah. I, I think that's super cool how they're, and, and Miles Morales too. Like they're, I like when when the diversity isn't the main focus. It's yes. like it's just something. It's that, to enhance the yeah. story. And I mean, I I always want to shout out Daredevil whenever I can. He's blind, and they're yeah. reintroducing him into the mix. He wasn't so. born blind, but <laughs> no, nah, he wasn't. But yeah, and yeah, he's I'm, he's someone that um, no, I was about to say that blind <laughs> people can look. <laughs> that that doesn't work. <laughs> uh, but like, it's a comic book person for everybody. There's mm-hmm. and it's not some like. Force thing. It's it's good. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. So and I hope that they continue this and uh, keep up the quality. Uh, and bring that up, uh, what they've done with Hawkeye and the TV show, making him more like he is in the comics with the hearing loss. Yeah, with the hearing loss. Mm-hmm. And then uh, also... Maya Lopez. Yeah, we can talk about her. Oh, yeah. From, they introduced her in episode uh, three of Hawkeye. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maya Lopez. Yeah, you want to talk about her? No, not not. Oh. I just wanted to mention <laughs> mention her name as we're talking about this. Yeah, stuff. yeah, for sure. Um, another another one that's coming up, Miss Marvel. She's uh, from a background yeah. we haven't seen before. With uh, what is that? Um, I think she's Muslim. Muslim, yeah. yeah. We and haven't even, seen a, a even Muslim. in the trailer. You get her, the culture depicted very well in there. So. Yeah, so we'll it see. Is. We'll see how they uh, play it out. If it's good, then it's good. And if it's uh, if it's cringe middle school. TV show, then it's a Grand Middle School TV show. <laughs> Ethan's really hyped for it. Though. But either way, you know, I don't care if it's with these two or not. I'm gonna try to cover that oh, yeah. show 
weekly, you know, because <laughs> I'll be here. People I'll saw that it. trailer, they all hitting on it. But hey, the MCU has not let me down in I'm quite a while. Still so gonna I'm watch a, it. So. I'm gonna still hop on. I really like the trailer. I yeah, like the, the colorfulness of it. There we go. I'll, well, do, I'll, I'll do be the foil for you guys. I'll do it with Parker <laughs> if you don't want to do it. Because no, I know Ben sure as heck doesn't want to do it. It'll make an interesting podcast. <laughs> All right, yeah. So with that, we'll hop back into the episode. Yeah, back to the... And uh, Layla's character, man. The, the more we're getting oh, yeah. from her, the more I'm enjoying. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, this episode gives us an interesting mystery. What what does Mark know that he's not telling Layla? What are, what are our theories here? Because you have on that, uh, you have Arthur talking to Layla. Mm-hmm. She, or Mark, too, you should tell her the truth. What isn't Mark telling her? It's just the Conchu thing, right? That Conchu's next Moon Knight is going to be Layla. Is mm-hmm. that right? Is there anything else that he might well, be hiding? He, I forget exactly what he said, but he brought something about uh, Layla's dad. Uh-huh. I think it's possible that Mark may have killed her dad. Oh, I didn't pick up on that. Because in the second episode, yep. when the... He's in the car with the cops. Uh, they're like, oh, uh, this guy is real messed up. He killed a bunch of people, like, back of the head, execution style. Yep. Which is, I believe that was how uh, Arthur Harrow described how Layla's dad died. That's also I, how, I uh, that, that's how but... Mark died. So Mark died, execution style, the back of the head, in the tomb of Kanshu or something. Mm-hmm. And then that's how he was able to be revived by Kanshu. And turn into his servant. So I'll have to rewatch episode two, or maybe they'll just revisit it. <laughs> yeah, and a good exposition is in the opening scene of episode three. You get her talking to the passport lady. You get Layla talking to her, mm. and they talk about her dad and how he was an arche- archaeologist. Mm-hmm. And it also, going back to what Parker said in episode two, I think the connections he made was very good because yeah, maybe maybe he maybe was, he was the, there. He, maybe, maybe he, he was, was the was one there. who killed Mark, and then he killed. Oh, uh, Layla's dad for it. Yeah, so... That could be oh. it, too. Yeah, so yeah. he... Layla's dad kills Mark. Kanchu resurrects Mark. Mark kills her dad. Do you think we're going to see that in the show? We have three episodes Possibly. left. Do you think we're going to have a flashback episode? I think, we, I think we very well could, because referencing the Jeff Lemire run again is, you don't get, I think, the origin story of uh, Moon Knight till... Um, I think like the fourteenth. It's a it's a fourteen issue run. I think like the twelfth issue they give you that. And they might wait till episode five because the press got to see one through four. Yes. And then um, episode five leaked. Did you hear that? I did. I episode heard five it. leaked mm-hmm. on YouTube. Out of all places, on YouTube. It got onto YouTube. It was out there for what, like three hours? Yeah, there? something yeah. like that. I didn't wow. get to see it. I was working. I mean, um, I wouldn't have watched it anyway. I <laughs> yeah, know. I wouldn't have either. I don't want to watch episode five before I see episode four. Exactly, yeah. It wouldn't make any sense. So, you think they're going to pull a book of Boba Fett, do a flashback episode? (laughs) (laughs) I really hope this show doesn't doesn't pull a book of Boba Fett. It would be really cool to see a flashback, but I I don't know if they have enough time to to at least dedicate a full episode to a flashback. Well, if they do, and that last episode's an hour and a half, I I can see that. So, not to bash on book of Boba Fett any more than we already do, um... I have been really pleased with every time I've tuned in to watch a Moon Knight episode. They've all been 50 minutes. Yeah. I am loving the runtime. Hawkeye. Lorian season two. The first episode was like, it was like 54 minutes, I think. The second episode was like 45, 30, 
and then 20 for the rest of the I remember game. seeing the meme. Was, We're supposed to be going up, not down. <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing's more frustrating than opening Disney Plus and seeing the episodes like 30 minutes. I know, right? Like you, you set aside two hours or whatever to watch it and then react to it later. And, you know, you get down in a half hour. And you're like, oh. it, it's always so hard to gauge what I'm going to do because I like to watch episodes before. Hawkeye was the worst with it, wasn't it? Wasn't it like an hour for the first episode and then a couple of them were 20 minutes? I don't remember. I don't I think it was them, like, that bad. Straight but... through after it finished. Or were they all twenty minutes? I think they're all twenty minutes. I might be thinking wrong. Maybe I was thinking of Mandalorian. But yeah, uh, I, I'm I'm loving the the fifty minute run times for these things. I know it's been it's been good, and I have really high hopes that they can land this ship. And what do you guys expect for these next three episodes? There's so many different ways that it could go, and I can't wait for any of them. Like. They could bring Amit back. They could focus more on uh, Mark and Steven freeing Khonshu. Yeah, uh, we didn't talk about that. Khonshu, what, what's going to happen with him? <laughs> does Moon Knight, oh, yeah, because he's Knight in a statue still? right now. How, how does he get out of the statue? Does anyone know? Same Any theories? that uh, Arthur is trying to free Amit, I think. Okay, so how, did, how does that work? <laughs> they gotta, they they gotta find his I tomb. Guess, Dig him. Yeah, um, I guess so. Um, but, does, but now Ethan, oh, not Ethan Hawk, Arthur, <laughs> Arthur has um, uh, Kanchu's statue, right? Did he put I, it back down? Yeah, I mean, I think I, he has to stay in the uh, the okay. over, over void. That's where they all the gods meet. Gotcha. So if he gets out of the pyramid, then we assume that he's good. He's gonna come back. Who, Kanchu? Kanchu, yeah. And that's like how the thing disappears and the little <laughs> stone thing. Uh, Steven and Mark have to somehow convince the other gods to release him. Mm. Possibly if uh, Arthur Only hope situation. Mm. Yeah. Only hope and it's like, please, we need Kanchu. Like, Mark Spector goes back to them and, yeah. But I think that in these next few episodes, um, what are some things that we, that we still need Mark to prove to himself? He needs to prove that he can be individual from Kanchu. He, he needs, uh, Layla needs to, uh, he needs to prove himself to Layla. He needs he, to prove himself to himself. <laughs> he needs to realize that he needs all of his personalities, I think. Mm -hmm. Like, especially we saw uh, when... Like towards the end when they're on the car hood and trying to figure out the thing, and Layla's like, "We need to, we need Steven." Kanchu's like, "No, don't do it. He'll never give the body back. Don't give him the arm." <laughs> yeah, so I think it could really come to such like an emotional climax because mm -hmm. Steven doesn't know he's not real yet. He he thinks he's a real person. He he knows that there's this other guy Mark running around mm -hmm. his body, but he doesn't know the the science behind it that he's made up in Mark's head. Yeah. So I think the ending could be really emotional where. You get Stephen, Mark, Jake Lockley, the three personalities just having to come to terms with, you know, we're not real. Yeah, we still have to see Jake Lockley surface too. We haven't seen him yes. in action. So, yeah. And I don't. What do you expect from Jake Lockley's story? Uh, well. So we have Mark doing the Ahmed stuff, pursuing the mm, the followers of Ahmed. Yeah, and let, let's 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 talk more about Jake Lockley. So, what are his motives? And we see a little bit in the beginning um, during that fight scene, or the fight scene that's invisible. Uh, <laughs> the implied fight scene. The implied fight scene, yeah. And what's his motive for brutally murdering these dudes? Especially uh, when... So, so does he just pick up the body and has this bloodthirst? Or 
Well, I kind of think of uh, at the end when Arthur's talking to the statue of Kanshu, and he's like, well, my greatest secret, I, I enjoyed inflicting pain on your behalf. It's my greatest sin, or whatever he said. Like, I think that might be what Jake Lockley's going for. Like, he just likes pain and dealing oh, out pain. Oh, yeah, maybe, maybe when Kanshu takes over a body... Um, they become like Arthur, and you know they enjoy the murder. They enjoy the blood thirst and the, you know, the killing and the ripping hearts out or whatever he does. One we haven't seen yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really excited for those fight scenes. Those are going to be bloody and amazing. <laughs> uh, but maybe that's why he has the multiple personalities because he had to separate this conscious side of him, mm-hmm. this part that he couldn't control. Um, and that's why there's three personalities instead of just the two. So you think Jake Lockley could have been made when... Jake Lockley is the Conchu... Yeah. Uh, the Conchu version of Mark. Mm. Because Mark doesn't seem like he's changed. Layla would have said, oh, you've changed, really. You know, he, she never really points out, since you've done the suit, you've been a different person. No, he's he's been the same person, it seems like, uh, mm. character-wise. But having this other personality that is completely Kanchu influenced, I think that's where our Jake Lockley is going to come from. Okay. I don't, I don't necessarily agree with your theory, but, really? but I like it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, what's your theory then? What do you think I'm, Jake Lockley going to be My theory like? is I want to watch, watch more of the show and, and figure <laughs> it out. Your theory is I no theory. I don't no have comment. Theory, so you're, <laughs> no comment. Yeah. I wonder if Jake Lockley is going to have his own version of the Moon Knight suit because we see like the difference between moon knight and mr knight in steven and mark mm-hmm. so i wonder if he's gonna have his own take on yeah so suit. what's his suit gonna or look i like mean and what's his weapons what uh mike was saying is <laughs> his weapon is just a gun <laughs> <laughs> yeah if you go on micah's theory that jake lockley's just conchu you know and well it's not form, just like, conchu but it's how conchu affected arthur and how arthur loved the kill he loved the hunt um, it's <laughs> similar to when <laughs> maybe, maybe it's another Morbius reference. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, he, he'll turn into a vampire and, and, uh, oh, speaking of vampires, um, I saw, I saw a post on Instagram of okay. like a, a rumor. I have no idea how viable this rumor is, but it, uh, said that possibly towards the end, it might introduce one of the other Egyptian gods who is very vampire-like, and that might set up the Blade movie. Mm. Ooh. I have heard tons of theory how... I've heard talk about Blade Either Blade show. or... Um, uh, uh, what's the character they introduce in the post credit scene? Morbius. Eternals. No, not Morbius. <laughs> um, Michael Keaton. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean like uh, uh, Harry Knight, Styles? Black Knight. Harry, Black oh, Knight? Black Knight? Yeah, yes. that's Black Knight. So there's a lot of theories that Black Knight or... Blade could be introduced in a post credit scene to this. Mm-hmm. Or even Gore, the God Butcher. So I think that would be really cool. Because You don't think we're going to get a, a musical song in this, <laughs> in this show? I don't know. My fingers are crossed with the, all the Egyptian gods doing a musical number. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, I think that would be really cool. Because so far, this whole series has felt very distant from the MCU. To, to its benefit, mm-hmm. I think. They've really done a good job mm-hmm. at separating itself from that. But it does eventually have to tie in in some way. So should we see any connection to the MCU in the show? Like, would you be upset if there was no connection? At I all? would be 
I would not be upset. Because we're going to have Moon Knight yeah. Season 2 for sure. Like, there's no doubt. Yeah, Maybe. everyone's loved this show. Yeah. They're definitely bringing them back. And this is a this is the first time we ever see Moon Knight, so of course they're going to have a second season. There's, it's not mm-hmm. a one-off thing, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. So, um, I wouldn't be necessarily upset. I would be a little disappointed if we didn't get any connection to the MCU. Um, even if we get, like... Uh, I would be more disappointed if it's someone that we already know, like if we see Hawkeye or Hulk and Captain Marvel or something again. Um, but, yeah, I, it, it's all setting up the next thing. So whatever they give me is fine. Yeah. I could see either, like, setting up Blade or Thor Love and Thunder. That would be I insane. Make I would love sense. that. Yeah. Though the MCU's set up stuff that didn't make that much sense in the past. So the only thing I'd be truly disappointed about is if the post credit scene is just a trailer for Love and Thunder. Because, like, we've been waiting for a trailer for Love and Thunder. But I don't think it'd be the time or the place for that. Because the post credit scene for No Way Home was a trailer, and it kind of was yeah. sucky. Yeah. It, really I, it was a good trailer, but and it's not a good post scene. And that's the theory with uh, Strange, Multiverse of Madness, is... The Thor: Love and Thunder trailer will be attached to the end of that one. I don't like because that. I don't like that for post credit scenes. It I, sounds like a cop. I don't like it, but it's kind of falling this line where they can't show us this next trailer mm-hmm. because of what happens in this movie. Mm-hmm. So because now you've seen the movie, they want to show it to you as quickly as they can. So for that part, it makes sense. Yeah. I guess it does make sense with uh, the Doctor Strange trailer being the post credit scene of the Spider Man uh, movie because it's interlaid so yeah. much. And you get direct quotes from Spider-Man in mm-hmm. the trailer. So it, that aspect yeah. is really cool. But before we move on here, do you guys have anything else from Episode 3 or the series as a whole that you want to highlight? Is anything that stood out to you? So for me, I really loved the uh, the healing properties about the suit that we learned in oh, this yeah. episode. Oh, yeah. That, that I forgot about the fight scene. Oh, yeah. We movie. didn't even talk about the fight scene. No, that was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It showed us that Layla can hold her own. She's not just a... Um, she's not... Like Marion in Indiana Jones, oh. where she's like, you know, kind of damsel in distress. Damsel in dis- yeah. distress hits people with well, frying I, pans. I think you're thinking one of the other girls because Marion's the one who does fight. She's all right. oh, I I guess I'm. I was thinking of Marion. Uh, she's she's more than Marion. I'd say that uh, she's way more than the girl in Temple of Doom. I forgot oh, yeah. her name. Uh, Ellie, I think. Ellie, yeah, Ellie something. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, it was Ellie. Um, so yeah, she's, she's holding her own and I like that about her. Yeah. Dude, I love the scene where, uh, Mark gets impaled by like four lances. <laughs> yeah. I was like, uh Oh, he's done. That's it. Like, we're then, <laughs> but then, uh, he sees whatever the, the guy's name is charging at Anton Anton. Yeah. yeah. Charging at Layla and he breaks everyone off, like pulls out the lances just to stab the guys who stabbed him. I thought yeah. that guy who played Anton was the the dude from um, National... Or what, was it Anton? Was that the guy's name? Yeah, Anton yeah, yeah. Mogar. I thought he was the dude from National Treasure. <laughs> the Not Nicolas Cage, but the, the, guy, yeah, the other yeah. dude. <laughs> Before you go making fun of him too much, you know, the end of the episode ends with a in memoriam of... Oh, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gaspard U, uh, Uliel. So he actually passed away a couple months ago in a mm-hmm. skiing accident. So we'll just acknowledge that. And uh, I thought his mm-hmm. performance was really good in this episode. Yeah. And I liked his character. Very intimidating. Yeah. Like, I, I really thought that, um, like, I wasn't sure what was going to go on here. Like, with, 
Whether it was we not gonna oh, was Mark gonna blow up or was he gonna give the body over to Steven or what was gonna happen? So he yeah, what a way to go. So. Yeah. So how'd you feel about that whole uh side conquest to get the uh, sarcophagus? I liked it. Yeah. I like as far as side quests go in T V shows, it felt natural. I it guess. did, yes. Mm-hmm. So to compare it to Loki, so I'd say this show is really on par with Loki. Like those mm-hmm. are my I love WandaVision yeah. and everything that that brought to the table, but I'm really enjoying the elements of this show. And I'm comparing it to Loki a lot because right now Loki is my number one Disney Plus show. Hmm. Does it go like Loki, then WandaVision? Yeah, or? it's Loki, WandaVision, and then Moon Knight's hovering down there right now. I mean, Daredevil's on Disney Plus now. Well, we're not counting Daredevil <laughs> because Daredevil would, of course, Disney be number Plus one. Plus produce. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, to compare it to Loki, episode three of Loki, they're on... Um, Forget the planet name, but they're on the planet the whole time. Oh, like yeah. Loki, episode one and two were very strong, and three, it kind of, it was more like a filler episode. It wasn't a complete filler; it was necessary. But I mean, this show, the progression of everything has just been, been fantastic in my opinion the whole time. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I really like the 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 natural flow of everything. I I don't think that there's, I guess uh, it is kind of. Uh, that that one scene where he just goes up to the the dude selling juice in a bag, <laughs> and he's like, "I'm looking for the sarcophagus." <laughs> like, what? <laughs> and then just expect it. I, I guess he's a merc, so he knows connections. He knows how to find people. Um, and then Layla also knows how to find people. Apparently, so it shows her resourcefulness. Mm-hmm. It shows his resourcefulness. Um, but uh, it didn't show the market dude making a difference he was just like <laughs> you're searching for what and then it pretty much cuts to Layla so I would like to see a little bit more guidance um kind of like how we see in Indiana Jones this was a very Indiana Jonesy episode yeah and I liked it yeah. for that so yeah like that that native guide that's that's usually how it goes with the Indiana Jones movies was you know they go to this place that they're kind of familiar with Indiana Jones has a lot of history uh, experience knowledge so he goes in and he knows all the cultural stuff but he doesn't. He just needs to find the people to lead him to the place. So, yeah. All right. Yeah. So with that, I uh, put up on our story just uh, trying to hear people's feedback. So I'll just read a few of them. Ryan the Nixon says, "My favorite MCU show." Nikki Flash, nineteen ninety eight, says, "Still waiting for it to get good. I feel like not what? much has happened so far." Whoa! 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 Not much has happened. I. Who's I know, that again? I, this is Nikki Flash. He was Nikki on, Flash. He was on our Batman podcast. Wow! So, just uh, Nick, if you're listening, I um, I don't know what to say. The, I bet he was a Morbioid, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they're calling him. The the, the Morbius fans. The Morbioids. <laughs> Nick, let us know. Are you a Morbioid? Were you a 10 out of 10 Morbius sweep? <laughs> Are you the one changing the Rotten Tomato scores? <laughs> but yeah, I don't... I, I don't think it's just... I would like to hear his, his justification I would, for there because not being anything happening. There has been so much that has yeah. happened. Especially like, compared to other what shows. Is, we've already got in three episodes, they could have spanned out to six episodes. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. It's just been that jam-packed. So I'm... I'm a little confused at the people because we got a few comments of people not really liking the show. Mm. So then uh, Nick continues. He says, I also hate Conchu's stupid Venom voiceover. He could have been way cooler. Venom voiceover? Yeah. So 
I don't think they edit it in any way. Uh, I guess I, kind of a little bit. It, so anytime you have a superhero voicing over another, it's going to feel like Venom just because yeah. that's what yeah. the big screen did first. So yeah, I see it for that comparison. They're both kind of dumb, doofy characters voicing over stuff like, kill him. You know, Venom says stuff Break very... windpipe. Yeah. They all say stuff very <laughs> similar to that. So I see Don't that. But, the <laughs> but I think Kanchu works so well and I really love him. Everyone calls him Worm. <laughs> Yeah, then no but all says bussin. 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 Certified bussin. And then our last comment, we got Jonathan Borgman. He says, seems a little bit overrated so far, but I have high hopes still. I'll have to talk to him. Yeah. I'll have so, to give Jonathan a talk here. What? <laughs> overrated. Know. What could be overrated about the show? Do you guys notice anything anything that's sticking out to you or you're like, even if you're being nitpicky, what's what's something that, that isn't really sticking well with you? I can understand it being just like, not the style of show you like. Mm-hmm. Um, I, mean, I can understand with pretty much any show. Like, there's just going to be some people who, not their cup of tea. It's it's all very new and uh, mm-hmm. experimental in a way. So I think maybe people don't like that aspect, and they kind of see it as too hard to keep up with what's happening because the show doesn't hold your hand in any way. Mm-hmm. It's doing this, 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 and this, and whatever you yeah. pick up on the way, that's your problem. So Yeah, with other think- shows... Your homework was watching all 50 or so other MCU, 30, 40 MCU movies yeah, and like shows and stuff. Yeah, So with this one, the homework is reading the old Moon Knight comics, and nobody has those readily available to them on a Disney Plus subscription. Yeah. So, But I, I haven't read any of the comics. I haven't, I haven't had any trouble following along. Like, no, yeah. It definitely does a good job of the show Don't Tell. Mm. Um. Like, you can tell that um, he's got this split personality disorder that have very drastically different lives going on. Yeah, and I think the performances really elevate that. Yeah. Because when you see Oscar Isaac as confused as you are, you're like, all right, I'm not alone on this journey. I'm never, I never have a problem with learning uh, a world as the character's learning it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is why I think starting the show off with Steven was such a huge mm-hmm. positive because he is just so clueless yeah. to this whole world. Yeah. And we're having it. having this um, this whole story is it follows the the basic writing principle of this happens, but this happens, and that's why it's new. That's why it's different. Mm-hmm. Like we saw in the court scene, um, he lies to the council, but he also trashes Kanchu and Mark. And says, like, they are not reliable. This dude is mental, and we yeah. can't be trusted. Arthur, Arthur, yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, Ar- Arthur. Yeah, yeah. Ar- Arthur Arthur did that. So, uh, <laughs> Arthur was talking about Mark, that, to clarify. And uh, Mark is just speechless in that whole thing. So, he wants to say something back, but he can't. Because he's just so, he wants to rebute, or, uh, re- re- rebute? Is that the word? Refute. Yeah. Refute the lie that... Um, Arthur's just, you know, a little saint and he's not doing anything wrong because he's a cool guy. Uh, and he wants to tell the council that Arthur's a bad guy, but he can't because he's so speechless about how Arthur's just calling him out on everything else. <laughs> yeah, I actually think this is a lot like when I read uh, Dune. Like, because you have no idea what's going on with anything that's going on in Dune. But as you're learning... The main character, Paul, is also going to a brand new planet and learning for the first time everything that's going on. So you learn 
along with him uh, from basically nothing. You have mm-hmm. no knowledge of what's going on. Yeah, and I, I compare it to Harry Potter, too. You know, you mm-hmm. learn the yeah. world of Hogwarts and the uh, witchcraft and wizardry yeah. through... Because uh, Harry Potter also never has any idea what's going yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, J.K. Rowling had no idea. So. <laughs> so so I think that whole element to the show has been... Yeah, really good. also, uh, to, I said this last week, too, but it's an origin story, but yeah. you're also seeing the origin as well as the experience in the same body. Yes. So I think that's awesome. And we're it's really, like time skips without time skips. <laughs> we're really seeing the origin of the personalities working together. Mm-hmm. It's the first time they've ever done that. So we're getting to see. Yeah, I think that, that this episode further solidified that these personalities are a new thing. Yes. So or Steven, not the personalities, but the fact they're interacting. Yeah. Or, I don't know, Steven, seemed, it seems like he's newer. Mm. Like, you don't think Steven's been a part of Mark? Yeah, I think I'm going to solidify that. I'm, I'm going all in. This... Steven is new, like, I, as of recent. I think okay. right when I he lost Layla. at least a little bit of time because, I mean, he's got a huge book collection. And a job. A job where he already has tons of background knowledge that Mark doesn't know. I wonder if, uh, well, I don't know. I don't know how that apartment could have been, I don't know. I think he's been a part of Mark from... Very young age. Really? Very okay. young age. Probably around five Maybe or six. not become prominent until now, but was at least there occasionally, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm still, I'm still all in. Um, appeared when um, Mark and Layla split, what was it, like eight months ago? A year ago? Four months? Four months? Something. I think it's that I recent. Think, I don't know. That's what I'm thinking. So, mm. uh, Steven's been around for four months. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. So you think Stevens learned hieroglyphics and memorized basically everything there is to know about ancient Egypt in four months? Through the power of Kanchu. While sharing a body with Mark? Through the power of Kanchu, I believe so. Okay. Because, <laughs> because he is a manifestation of the perfect partner for Layla. Mm. But okay. Kanchu doesn't like him. And he wants, like, uh, I believe Mark said something about... It's not because... His deal is contingent on yeah. Steven not interfering. I don't think it's Kanchu directly making him, but through the power that Kanchu gave Mark, that allowed him to split his personalities into three with the extremes and how you know what best way to be the best Merc if you can separate all of the personal stuff from you. But the whole thing is is Kanchu sought out uh, Mark, and the whole council is criticizing him for picking Mark because he was weak. Mm. If the personalities came after Kanshu, then it wouldn't be that case because Kanshu would have been the direct result of the personality. He could have just had a weak mind before. We've seen... Um, and then Kanshu just collapses it. Yeah, I've okay. heard um, there was something with hypnotism in a, in a Marvel movie or a, a something. I forget what it was, but they were saying how only the weak-minded can be hypnotized. You're talking about Jedi mind tricks? <laughs> that could be. Yeah. Jedi mind trick. <laughs> what are you waving your hands around for? <laughs> well, uh, speaking of the different personalities, um, I just uh, remembered that I had thought of this. Um, in the first episode, when Steven's got a date, mm-hmm. it doesn't. So Steven definitely didn't ask the girl out on a date. Mark probably didn't because he, oh, yeah. he still is. He still definitely loves Layla, and he deeply cares about her. Mm-hmm. So I think that was probably also uh, Jake, Jake or yeah. 
maybe they'll call the third personality something else. I don't know if they can yeah maybe or not. maybe but yeah because he also invited her to steak dinner which is traditionally cooked rare especially at a fancy restaurant which is also blood. Like- not vegan. Oh. <laughs> oh, bloody. And if we're going with the bloodlust theory, then... Uh, that... Bl- bloodlust? Oh, dude. The the third personality is Blade the Living Vampire. <laughs> <laughs> or Morbius. Oh! Dude, no way. Or uh, what's uh, Matt Smith's? Oh, uh, Milo. 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 Yes. <laughs> Milo's Milo returns. Oh, man. Yeah, so with that, how would you guys compare this episode to the other two? How do you rank the three? I'll go with Micah first. I'd say um, if not the same level as episode two, then higher. Okay. But episode one did have really cool moments. That's what I'm saying. Is Dude, I, don't I, I don't know I which am, one is best. I'm like I keep saying them. that they're better and better, but it's just because they're building on each other. Yeah, they, yeah. they're they all just building. building each other very well. Yeah, like there isn't an episode I'd skip so far. No. If I were rewatching. Yeah. Yeah, like there is very very steady progression of events. Mm. Yeah, I I agree. That's I agree. what I love with this with the Disney Plus shows. There's no filler. Like none of these are filler episodes. I mean, some in Winter Soldier, but um, but yeah, <laughs> th- this these shows are mostly all story and straight to the point. They're just as high quality as a movie. Um, they're just lower budget because they're shows. And split yeah, among episodes, and they have so. longer time to tell the story. Yeah. So, yeah, with that, do you guys have any closing thoughts? Anything you want to say before we get out of here? I don't think so. No? Uh, uh, watch the watch the Spider-Man episode coming out pretty soon, too. Yeah, we'll be recording a, a Spider-Man episode in our uh, Marvel watch-through. So, tune into that. Sam Raimi's 2002 Spider-Man. That's going to be a fun one. It'll hopefully prepare us. I mean, for... speaking of that, I'll have... Oh, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> I remember I pulled up my calendar, and I was like, when does Moon Knight end? Would that give us a hint as to what the post credit scene for Moon Knight is? And yeah. check this out. Check this out. Wednesday the 4th, Moon Knight. Friday the 6th, Multiverse ah, of Madness. Ah, okay. So that's going right into it. That's just like, oh, um, wow. what was it? It was Hawkeye into Spider-Man. Yes, but. But that wasn't, this is like the end of Hawkeye's, Moon Knight. But Hawkeye did, the, oh, you're right. Hawkeye you're right. had two more episodes yes. after that. It had one more episode. One more? Okay. Yeah. But yeah, Hawkeye set us up to fail because people were theorizing. Oh, Spider-Man and Daredevil are going to yeah, appear. Same city, same that, time. Yeah, which I mean makes sense if you're reading They should have pulled a Morbius and um, <laughs> <laughs> left it for a year and then come back to it. And then edit in the riffs and stuff. <laughs> yeah, and uh, on the topic of our, our Spider-Man episode is re-watching that, just watching Willem Dafoe interact in the mirror. Gave me such heavy Moon Knight vibes. Oh yeah, I'm still looking out for for all the reflective surfaces. I'm gonna keep watching those because they're gonna have something. They're gonna have something with reflection in these next few episodes that's gonna be different. I'm looking forward to seeing a scene where there's two mirrors, and maybe three, uh, yeah. three mirrors. <laughs> we're gonna see. We're gonna see a, a fourth personality. A fourth one. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. All, all our questions will be answered in the upcoming weeks. Yeah, right. These are not all going to be answered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so we're going to try to record a Moon Knight episode every week. So uh, check in with us next week. and uh, We'll see if we can get Parker every week. We'll see. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Be that'd be awesome to have you stick around. But, uh, yeah, I'm Ethan. I'm Micah. I'm Parker. Yeah, thank you for tuning in, and we hope you guys have a great week.